0: section 42 of anecdotes of big cats and other beasts this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by nancy cochran gergen gilbert arizona anecdotes of big cats and other beasts by david alec wilson section 42 exit the hunter part two the lion and death here is a cutting from a friendly review of a recent book in the westminster gazette of 5th december 1908 our author we have said got no lions other game came to him in plenty but the lions always evaded his gun yet he gives us a living picture of a lion hunt when the harried animal which has been trying to slink off at last turns to bay and determines on a fight to a finish death is the only possible conclusion broken limbs broken jaws a body raked from end to end lungs pierced through and through entrails torn and protruding none of these count it must be death instant and utter for the lion or down goes the man mauled by septic claws and fetid teeth crushed and crunched and poisoned afterwards to make doubly sure such are the habits of this cowardly and wicked animal since goldsmith described how the dog to gain his private ends went mad and bit the man there has been nothing to equal the humour of this imputed wickedness a simple person might suppose that the lion paused to spit in poison or at least deliberately poisoned his teeth and claws whereas of course he merely does not clean them properly having to live in the backwoods of africa and support himself somehow he cannot command the toilet requisites of belgravia is not that wicked and his cowardice in not standing to be shot at is uncommonly like that of the Boers. why should he not avoid the enemy's fire in truth it is plain that the author as indeed he tells us was not describing what he saw but repeating what he was told his words are not a living picture but if he will allow me to say it a bloody blur which no more gives an idea of the real fight than the hospital beds give an idea of a battle. In the supreme hour of conflict, both sides see red, but not in that way. Neither thinks of wounds. There seems to be no time for that. The only thought is how to kill, and in the glad excitement the manifold details of life and all its conventions, which seem so real in cold blood, are crumpled up like stage properties in a conflagration and all seems fair in war and all is fair and the issue lies with the god of battles and not with the elderly lawyers at the hague or anywhere else so much the worse is it then for the lions and so much the worse for any man or nation found unready unprepared ah if we could only regulate battles like law-courts how different the world would be but god knows best it somehow must be better as it is if this englishman or any other man would meet the lion on equal terms as knight met knight in the middle ages i am sure there is not a lion young or old in africa there is not a tiger in india or burma that would not accept the challenge with pleasure as the challenged party would have the choice of weapons and a sportsman could not object to fair play we may be sure that nature's weapons would be the lion's choice and the victory swift and certain for the lion, even if it rained Englishmen, to say nothing of other people. This is an old, old story. Hercules himself had to use a club and poison arrows. It is by tools and cooperation that we master the other beasts. The cats are a particularly easy conquest, as they are bigoted individualists. But let us not add insult to injury, and call them cowardly because they dodge us when next our author is at lucerne let him step aside into the garden there and look at thorwaldsen's lion cut in the living rock and see whether it does not lift his thoughts above the shambles the wounded lion he described according to the reviewer was trying to slink off thorwaldsen shows that it was seeking to die in peace why chase and torture him more to get his hide the lion hunter whoever he was although he risked his life gratuitously was like a silly child pulling a cat's tail and a thoughtlessly cruel child for this big cat was in mortal agony machinery murder for beasts of every kind including men is now a fact inevitable and like everything inevitable it bears a blessing in it if only we submit to the will of the almighty and recognize what he has brought to pass the blessing laden in this apparent affliction, perhaps, is that we may cease to admire the business of slaughter, and if so, what a stream of blessings may flow from that one. For ever since historian writ, and ever since a bard could sing, doth each exalt with all his wit, the noble art of murdering End of Section forty two recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona